0: Yesterday we asked if it's big trouble for the Big Ten, but it is not all bad news. You know why, Andy Patton? Because the Michigan Wolverines are putting the league on notice with a big win over St. John's on Monday night. What do you think? Should they be a top 25
1: team? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there, what's up? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your hosts. That's my guy, Andy Patton. I'm Isaac Shade. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Andy, you and I talk college hoops, texting back and forth all day long, but one of the best places to do it is in our locked on college basketball discord, where you and I are joined by leaf to lean and a whole group of college basketball crazies. And we're having a great time. If you want to be part of that folks, come join us. The link to it is in the show notes. Um, you everydayers welcome in. we got a great show for you today. We're going to be looking at our top 25, the AP top 25, where they diverge. We're going to get you ready for the champions classic coming up tonight. Ooh, boy, Andy Patton, Mm -hmm. three of these four teams coming in on a little unsteady ground. It's going to be wacky. Andy, you and I have decided that this season we are going to be joining together. You and I, not just on Mondays, but on Tuesdays. And we're so excited about it. As part of this, we are going to do Tuesday trivia every Tuesday. So, folks, we'll open the show here early with the Tuesday trivia question. We'll answer it later in the show. So today, I'm going to ask it of Andy. Andy, are you ready for this? You don't have to answer now, but I want you to be able to start thinking about it. You ready? Hit Hit me. There are six schools whose both football and basketball teams are currently ranked in the AP Top 25 and I want to know who they are again six schools in division one whose basketball and football teams are currently in the AP top 25 name them folks you start thinking about it Andy you start thinking about it we'll talk about it I'll give you the answer after you get it horribly wrong later on we should almost keep certainly tally. yes we should keep a tally on how we both do Oh, well, I'm
1: not sure we were going to want to do that
0: <laughs> the marquee games on Monday night we're not in the big Monday yet but we have kicked off The Gavit games, this matchup between the Big East and the Big Ten, unfortunately, as we learned a few weeks ago, the last edition of it, at least as things stand now. So we had Michigan and St. John's, the earlier game, and then Xavier and Purdue, the later game. We're not going to spend much time on Xavier for Purdue. I'll just tell you that right now. Why? Hot take, Zach Eadie's bigger and better than everyone else. That's all the analysis you need. Andy, Michigan, let me get this straight. The Wolverines lose Hunter Dickinson to Kansas. Jet Howard is the 11th pick of the draft. Kobe Bufkin, uh, four picks later. Jawan Howard's not currently on the sideline, although what up, Phil Martelli? Hashtag St. Joe's, hashtag Jameer Nelson, let's go. But (laughs) all of a sudden, they're a better team? Yeah. Why on earth? So, Andy, here's my question. I asked it in the cold open. Should we have ranked
1: Michigan this week in our Locked on top 25. Did we miss it? See, it's interesting. When I was looking at the games this week, I looked at Michigan and St. John's and I immediately circled this as a game of like one of these two teams might end up ranked after this game, but neither team in my mind deserved to be ranked beforehand. Michigan had played two fantastic games. They had not played a quality opponent yet a lot of good teams haven't played quality opponents yet. That's just kind of part of how a lot of teams are operating in college basketball right now. We wait until next week when we get into the MTEs and we're going to start seeing a lot more quality non-conference matchups. But Michigan, before this, looked like the team that was right on the border. And I know our guy Leaf had had texted us and said he thought about adding Michigan and we all were kind of like, oh, we're right on the border of of potentially having uh, Michigan as a top 25 team heading into this week. But now I don't think there's a question. I mean, they obliterated. A good St. John's team. Now the St. John's team has some work to do. They're still finding their pieces. But from a talent perspective, it was clear watching this game that St. John's is a talented team and Michigan was overwhelmingly better. And their backcourt looked incredible. Namari Burnett had 19, po- or 19 points or maybe 21 points at halftime. He had
0: 21. Yeah. He
1: had 21 points at halftime, a career high for him. Doug McDaniel looks like a legitimate All-American candidate or a future All-American. He looked extraordinary in this game. 26 points, 7 assists, 6 boards, 8 of 16 from the field, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. Those two guys were fantastic mm-hmm. uh, for, for this squad. And, and uh, yeah, At this point – in a year where the big 10 up to this point, again, we're only, you know, 10 or so days into the season, but the big 10 hasn't looked great, but Michigan, they have, they've looked very good. And, and, you know, if they continue playing at this level for starters, they, they're, they're going to be ranked next week. I'd be very shocked if they weren't ranked next week, but this is a team that looks like they're going to absolutely deserve it.
0: Yeah, because were they in other... I'm looking at the... They got two votes this week. I was just looking at others receiving yeah. votes. They will get a ton more, assuming they hold on the rest of this week. Andy, yeah. let me start, start by going back to Doug McDaniel for a second. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I had literally... Last year, a couple times I thought, they might have something with him yeah. eventually. And t- t- watching him on Monday night, there were a couple times when I thought, is he that dude that in March just is going to take oh, yeah. over? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, he has that kind of potential DNA yeah. and Andy I'm starting to ask bigger questions like this because like this happened on a night where Olivier Kamal was just kind of quiet right and it's it's this backcourt that combined for like 47 what was we were talking about it earlier like yeah, good grief points. yeah nine boards together nine assists together I mean ridiculous stuff mm-hmm. the the question for me is yes I mean yes they should be ranked but where do they land now in the big 10 hierarchy as we're, because this is the point where we, we have to throw out preseason expectation. Now that we have like same thing with like fantasy football, you have all your drafts and it's like, Oh man, I got these dudes, but it's <laughs> after week one where everyone's scrambling to the waiver wire. Cause you yep. see what everyone actually is. Yep. Same kind of thing here. Now that we're actually seeing these teams on the court, we're now like, no, I don't just bump a team up or down a step or two because of whatever mm-hmm. my preseason I'm like, If this team is awesome, let's get them where they need to be. So, Andy, let's recalibrate Michigan here. Are they good? I'm not going to say they're good enough to challenge Purdue. I I need Mm -hmm. to see a little more before I'm ready to get there. But are they good enough to land second or third in the Big Ten, especially based on our conversations yesterday about where we got some huh by some Mm -hmm. of the other Big Ten teams? Could this team, could we look up in March and they're the second seed in the Big Ten tournament?
1: Unquestionably, in my mind, I think absolutely. I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm betting a bunch of money on that or anything, no. but could, could they? Like, can they? Clearly. Right. That's that's all I'm asking. Yeah, I say clearly. I mean, you look at you got Purdue's kind of on an island right now, and I think they still deserve to be in that spot. Again, Xavier is maybe not as good as they were last year, but that was still a quality win for Purdue. And then Michigan State was kind of that second team, and they're a, a much bigger question mark. And we're going to talk more about them later in the show, but then you kind of had this group of other teams that were all sort of kind of lumped together <laughs> when Wisconsin was in there and you had Iowa in there and you had Indiana to an extent in there and, and Michigan looks better than all those teams. Wisconsin is is a quality program. I don't want to take away from them. I, I thought their loss to Tennessee actually said more positive things about them than negative, but I mean, Michigan and Wisconsin feel very comparable right now and there's not, I mean, Maryland is is not looking good. Indiana is not looking good. Like they're this is Illinois is is in that conversation as well. I knew I was forgetting somebody. And I think Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan kind of feel like they're all sort of lumped in that three, four, five right now, or maybe two, three, four, kind of depending on on whether Michigan State writes the ship. They're the big question mark right now. But I think you have to have Michigan in that conversation. And again, maybe it doesn't stick, but right now, like I love the the analysis with the recalibration for fantasy football. Like right now, you have to start treating Michigan like they're one of the four or five best teams in the Big Ten because they're playing like it.
0: Okay, Andy, I purposefully did not look at this until you and I had both given our answers on this. While you were talking, I pulled up Ken Palm and looked Mm -hmm. at the Big Ten page. He has already updated after these games have gone final. Michigan is second at Ken Palm in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are 23rd in the nation at Ken Palm right now. Wisconsin third at 25th. -hmm. Illinois fourth at 27th. Michigan State fifth at 30th. So you talk about a clumping at two through five. Good grief! And Purdue's number one at Ken Palm right now, so uh, I think exactly everything you just said, Ken Palm, at least right now, would back that up in a major way. And so, uh, I, like, if you're if you're listening or watching this, and you're thinking you guys are in, are gone too far on Michigan, <laughs> at least right now, Ken Palm agrees with us and says, yeah, absolutely. Andy, uh, anything else on this? I, I guess we haven't talked St. John's at all. Let's quickly say this: St. John's is an undeniably talented basketball team. I think we would both agree from some of our texts that we've exchanged mm-hmm. that right now they look like a collection of talent more than a team. And that is not a knock in any way on them. It's just, it's like Colorado, mm-hmm. right? In in football where coach prime went and got all these dudes and brought them together. It's just going to take time to gel. And eventually it kind of reared its ugly head for Colorado. So St. John's going to take some lumps while they figure this out. But folks, it's November thirteenth, November fourteenth. Look, let's let's recheck in again. January and February. St. John's is going to be a cohesive unit. Coach Patino will not stand for anything less than that.
1: I agree, and I think uh, the the comparison to Coach Prime in Colorado makes sense, except for a couple key things. One, there's a there's a lot more games to attempt to write the ship in basketball than there are in football. There's more opportunities. Also, without even being disrespectful to Coach Prime, Rick Pitino is a lot better at this. One of them. I mean, he's just got a lot more experience. He's been doing this for. I mean, as long as Deion Sanders has been in the public eye, like he's literally been coaching for that long. So I'm much more inclined to believe that St. John's can turn it around within a year because a year is 30 games and you know, coach Sanders doesn't get 30 games uh, in football, but I'm, I'm, I think this this St. John's team is going to be humming by the end of the year. I, I really do, and I think there was some some nerves, some guys who just missed some bunnies this this game. I think playing at the Garden, playing a big time team, a lot of transfers coming up from mid major levels who maybe aren't used to that kind of exposure. Uh, but I think that the talent on this team was was very evident in this game, and I think it's gonna it's gonna come through in February and March.
0: So Andy, would you say at least right now you're not bumping off of any of your preseason thoughts on St. John's?
1: No, I was I, I was not really sure where to have St. John's in the preseason. So I haven't really changed my thoughts <laughs> on that yet. Okay. Uh, if if would you still put them in the tournament? Yes. I think they're still okay. gonna be a tournament team. I think okay. they're they're gonna have to like things are going to have to change between now and then. So it's not like, like Michigan looks like a tournament team right now. Uh, whereas St. John's doesn't necessarily, but I have enough belief in the coaching staff and in the talent on that roster that, and they get so many good games, non-conference and they're going to get, you know, Marquette twice, Creighton twice, Yukon twice. Like they're going to be cruising by the time they get to March and they're going to be in the big dance. Well, Isaac, we, you said earlier talking about people who might be thinking we're too high on Michigan. If you're out there listening and you want to disagree with us, Let's get right into it right now because we're gonna do our we did our week one top 25 rankings. We had some key differences with the A-P poll. We're gonna talk about all the teams that we diverged with the AP poll, which included Villanova, who did not help themselves one bit after a really tough loss to Penn. We're gonna talk about that. But first, today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by Jace Medical. Folks, we spend a lot of time talking together. We get fired up together about those wins, about those losses, about how Michigan looks right now. We're talking who's starting, who's sitting. We're going to talk about that with Villanova, some interesting lineup decisions going on over there. And I'm really thankful that we have that connection. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. Whether you're on an extended travel or bracing for a weather event or limited by another supply chain shortage, you are covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use that promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a one-year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everybody. So if you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, just go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use that promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. All right, Isaac. We talked about how we were doing our Tuesday shows together this week or this year. Part of the reason <laughs> that we are doing that is because we want to be able to talk about our AP or our top 25s. We are not the AP. <laughs> there is the AP top 25. We have our own top 25s. It is compiled by myself. we the LO. <laughs> LO, CBB top 25. Doesn't quite have, have the same ring to it. Uh, top 25s are, com- are compiled by myself. Isaac, of course, and then Leif Tuline, our regular guest on our Thursday shows. The three of us each do our own top 25s. We aggregate them together, come up with our own top 25. And what we're going to do throughout the year is talk about where we we differ, where we are different from the AP poll. Teams that we're higher on, teams that we're lower on, why we feel that way. Uh, This week we had, I think, six teams that we had five or more spots different than where the AP poll did. But we're going to start with Villanova. Because Villanova did not make us look any better, Mr. Shade. We had them 11th. Our aggregate real list had Villanova 11th in the country. The AP poll had them 21st. Neither of us are probably going to have them in the top 25 next week because Villanova suffered a loss to Penn in the Ivy League. It was a disastrous performance for for Villanova. Justin Moore looked incredible. 25 points, 7 of 18 shooting. He looked like the All-American that people believe he's capable of being. He legitimately looked that good, especially at the end of the game. He had a couple just tremendous threes when Villanova desperately needed them. The rest of the team, Isaac, the rest of those Wildcats, 47 combined points on 15 of 45 shooting. 33% from the field for every not-named Justin Moore player on Villanova. Isaac, what the heck happened? Let's go Wildcats. Um, <laughs> it, like, um, well, look, first
0: off, this game was in the palestra, right? Like, so there, there is that um, aspect of it. And you just don't go into the palestra and mess with Steve Donahue, Andy Patton. <laughs> that's what's up. No, I mean, um, in all seriousness, Andy, it makes me so happy to see Justin Moore healthy yeah. and fully going like what what a just pillar that was 2 years ago was it the elite 8 yeah cuz it was right before mm-hmm. the final 4 where he got hurt came back last year was doing well towards the end of the year but just just so happy for him um you know i i left him off my first team big east just cuz of mm-hmm. wait and see on yeah. his health and uh, man, I we got I some comments there. about
1: that, by the way. <laughs> you what? We got some comments about we got that. Comments <laughs>
0: about that. But I stand by it, right? Like it's like I want to see it in action. Yep. But uh, if if we're doing it over, yeah, give me him on the first yeah. team all day. Um, with with Villanova, like we we've talked so much about, and I think a lot about in this day and age. As you're trying, we just talked about it with St. John's. That's a great example. As you're trying to put rosters together because of all the transfer stuff, we're just going to see more results like this over and over and over again. This is the new normal. And, you know, we're still trying to figure out maybe who it, who is Kyle Neptune. Like, I don't think a Jay Wright Villanova team loses this game, Andy, right? Like, I think that's a real part of this conversation. And so they still got to figure that out. Um, you know, you pointed out, I hadn't noticed this, but I'll say it and give you the flowers for it. Hakeem Hart didn't take a shot in this game. Yeah, Uh, where where is he at? Right, so that's nine minutes. Good, I mean, yeah. Um, TJ Bamba, he's Mm got to shoot better. Like they need more from him. Like that's the expectation coming in is he's going to be a dude. Um, And good grief, they stretched the. I I was trying to make a list in my head of things that you could do in shorter time than the final thirty seconds (laughs) of this game, Uh, and that includes at least waiting in line for you know, something at Disney World. I don't know. what Getting, getting I'll your own.
1: license at the DMV. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's incredible. <a> great- <laughs> so anyway, um, Villanova gonna have to rebound. They do have the battle for Atlantis next week. This mm-hmm. wasn't even their Gavit game, right? Like yeah. they've still got to play Maryland on Friday night. So we'll look ahead to that, Annie.
1: I like that you said that Villanova has to rebound in reference to them needing to rebound uh, in terms of another game. They also need to actually rebound the basketball because they got out-rebounded by Penn in this game, 38-35. to Uh, Eric Dixon had seven offensive boards, which is incredible, but the team in general just did not rebound at all. And then the stat that really jumps out that I'd be remiss if we ignored, Villanova had six assists total. That's it. You mentioned that the, the, the J Wright team wouldn't lose this game. That is not a stat you'd find from a J Wright team either. Right. There was way too much uh shot chucking, way too much, uh, just not enough consistent offense, trying to find open guys, like just too much isolation basketball. And, and I, I think, I think this team will turn it around, but man, this was, this was a rough one.
0: Yeah. Andy, there are five other teams that we had that big divergence on from the AP poll Marquette, mm-hmm. Texas, FAU, Gonzaga, and Kentucky. Um, Kentucky, we're going to talk about in a minute, but Mm -hmm. as for Marquette, Texas, FAU, Gonzaga, anything you want to say
1: before we move to a team that,
0: maybe shouldn't be ranked right now in the <laughs>
1: people uh, there's not a lot i have on those we none of our divergence i thought were, were really overwhelming we're a little lower on fau i think we're just kind of cautiously optimistic about what they're going to look like we had them 15th i don't feel like that's a bad spot gonzaga we're a little bit lower on no steel venter certainly hurts that depth they're playing yeah, it i bumped them down a couple spots just yeah. because of that alone yeah and i think that's fair they're 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 their depth is really questionable. They're playing a ton of freshmen this year and, and they only played one game. It was against Yale. They beat Yale. Yale's a quality opponent. They beat him right. by 15. Uh, tonight, they're going to play Eastern Oregon and NAIA school who they beat by 78 points last year. So that's not going to tell us a whole <laughs> lot. Next week they'll play in the Maui Invitational and we're going to learn a whole heck of a lot more about them and Marquette who are both on this list. We're going to learn a lot more about them then. And I think we'll be able to calibrate a little bit better in terms of, of where those teams actually fall.
0: Andy, I can't freaking wait for Maui. It's going to be so good. Uh, By the way, Marquette, we didn't mention this yesterday, but Tyler uh, Kolek walked off a little hobbled the other day. I think Mm -hmm. he stepped on somebody's foot, rolled his ankle. So just keep an eye on on his health. And, you know, shock is not going to put him out there if he's not 100%. That's just Mm -hmm. stupid at this point. All right. Andy, forgot to say also, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see our Locked On Top 25 poll on screen there. And uh, for those of you who aren't watching that, you can obviously – uh, go find that on our social media. We also dropped it in the Discord, so come join us again there. All right, Andy, I'm going to put my shirt over my face right now because I feel like I hate to have to say this. <laughs> I love what James Madison is doing. I, you know, We've talked about it. We think they could be the last unbeaten team in the country. But Andy, as a basketball fan, I love that they're ranked 24th in the most recent AP poll. Mm -hmm. as somebody who is paid to talk about and evaluate college basketball teams, they shouldn't be ranked. I'm just (laughs) going to say it. They shouldn't be ranked. Do you agree or disagree?
1: Yeah, they're a, they're a, I get why they're a top 25 team. As somebody who follows mid-major basketball, love it, love it. And I think rewarding teams who play tough games at the start of the non-conference schedule, like other mid-major teams would never get ranked within the first week because they wouldn't play Michigan State. You know, they're not necessarily getting a chance to play that game. They go out and beat Michigan State. They, I mean, you have to give them some flowers for that. Do Are they one of the 25 best teams in the country? Probably not. I think that's fair. Charleston got ranked pretty early last year. And then guess what? They were awesome the entire season. So it can happen. And maybe James Madison is that good. But right now, are they a top 25 team? Probably not. Yeah.
0: I, I, here, yeah. here we go. You ready for this? Others receiving votes. Mm-hmm. Would you take on a neutral floor? The mm-hmm. top, Here's the top couple others receiving votes. James mm-hmm. Madison versus Memphis on a neutral. Yeah, yeah. Memphis. Virginia. Yeah. Virginia, yeah. St. John's, I don't know that might yeah, be a good game one. right now. UCLA,
1: yeah. that's actually a tougher one, too. UCLA yeah. has not looked particularly good. I might take James Madison there.
0: Uh, San Diego State,
1: uh, probably the Aztecs, St. Mary's. <laughs> After they lost to Weaver State, I'm not so <laughs> sure actually. That's, but, that's so,
0: <laughs> so. I think here's what we learned from just that mm-hmm. little quick thing. They're in the conversation, yeah. but I don't think objectively right mm-hmm. now they're one of the 25 best teams in the nation. Right. It's the difference in like the human poll stuff that we talked about. Right. Like I, I
1: would take Iowa State and Colorado and other teams that aren't ranked uh, over them. Colorado well. is they're 25th. Right, right. Colorado, yeah. yeah. Iowa State and and Auburn and other teams like that.
0: And Auburn, like Auburn, only got five votes. They're they're a better. I, I love the prestige of it. I just and that's the problem and the reason I compared to the Ken Palm stuff is like he talks about, he likes the human poll because mm-hmm. it takes the subjectivity yep. out of um, voting. Like, what is the top 25 about? Is mm-hmm. it the best 25 teams in America? Or is mm-hmm. it just like we're rewarding JMU for what they mm-hmm. did? If so, congrats. The college basketball doubleheader that we should have gotten on open na- opening night, the Champions Classic, Duke and Michigan State, Kansas and Kentucky, is happening tonight. We got to talk about it and get ready for it. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked On College Basketball, it's brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's honestly so easy to create a free job post and then you just add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to the profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you wanna talk to faster. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Andy, here we go. Tonight, the Champions Classic, the 13th ever edition of this thing. Hard to believe it's been that long. This year's edition is in the United Center. Both games on ESPN, we get... Uh, Duke and Michigan State first at 7 Eastern Kentucky and Kansas to follow. And if I remember correctly, they will do this week's uh, CFP reveal in between games, which is always super fun. Andy, here's the big picture takeaway for this whole thing to me. When was the last time that we had question marks about the majority of these teams? I think Kansas is the only one that feels like it's on a little bit of sure footing right now. But Kentucky, they come into this with uncertainty in the front court. All three seven-footers are going to be out. Ugana Onyenso, Aaron Bradshaw, Big Z coming in. You might even say that they're going to be short-handed, Andy. I'm so sorry for that. My dadness is coming out. Duke is coming (laughs) off a loss at home to Arizona on Friday. Could they be a two-loss team three games into the season? Wild to think about. How are they going to respond to that loss? And then Michigan State, Obviously, they've had a win against Southern Indiana, I believe it was, since the JMU loss. But according to Coach Izzo, they're still trying to figure out their identity and leadership. Shooting a horrific, as you've noted, 6.5% from three this year. Can they find that shooting? Andy, I'm setting the over-under on three pointers made at one and a half. What are you taking? You know, like that's where we're at. We got question marks all over the place in the United Center on Tuesday night, Kansas. Looking like the lone comfortable team right now, but of course that means Kentucky's going to go in and bash the mm-hmm. doors off them, right? Because that's how this goes. So that Andy, seems to be the case. <laughs> yeah, right. All of that setup said, let's take these games a little bit of a uh, one at a time. Let's start with the first one: number nine Duke against number eighteen Michigan State. Duke favored by two and a half, with an over/under of one forty-three point five. Andy, what are you looking at?
1: The fact that one of these teams is going to be a two-loss team on Wednesday. That's the takeaway. That's an insane fact wow. that is going to be yeah. the reality. One of these two teams is going to have two losses. These are two teams that were top 5 everywhere to start the season. Obviously, Duke their loss was to Arizona, a very quality program. It was a home loss, which is unusual uh for the Blue Devils, but if they lose to Michigan State here, Duke's a two-loss team in, you know, the middle of November. That would be really unprecedented. Similarly, Michigan State, you know, there's no 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 shame in losing to Duke, but Losing to Duke and having also lost to James Madison is a pretty tough place to be for Tom Izzo. And I think that's the biggest question mark for me. I think there are questions about Duke and there are questions about Michigan State individually. I think you mentioned uh, the leadership aspect for, for Tom Izzo's squad. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me that of all the teams in college basketball that are trying to find leadership, This is not a team that I would have had that (laughs) high on my list. They have so much veteran experience. They brought back all these key pieces from last year's roster. They brought back Tyson Walker. They brought back A.J. Hogard. They have this this really talented veteran 23-, 24-year-old backcourt, and they're struggling with leadership. And that's just not something I was expecting to hear from Tom Izzo or or really expecting Mm -hmm. to be talking about with this program. And now they got to go play a Duke team that – they didn't look bad against Arizona. They struggled with some defending the front court, which isn't as big of an issue against Michigan state. Uh, Tyrese Proctor hasn't really looked like that guy yet. It's early in the year, but he did not shoot well against Arizona. Is he able to, to, you know, to handle Michigan state's backcourt? Is he able to handle those guys, get to the rim, do some of the stuff that, that we know he's capable of doing, but that we, we haven't seen yet. Like again, this is the kind of game where normally you just sit back, throw your feet up and relax and watch some great basketball. But there's some legitimate, like, real questions about both these programs right now, which honestly makes it even more exciting.
0: Andy, as far as picks, because I know we got to get to the other game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Tommy Zoe in Michigan State knocked off the Zion Blue Devils. Yeah, that's true. But um, historically, he's kind of struggled against the Blue Devils. So I got to mm-hmm. I gotta take the historicity of it. Give mm-hmm. me Duke winning this game and covering that two and a half point spread. What about you?
1: Yep. hundred percent. Duke's going to win. Duke's going to cover. I think they're going to cover by, by I think it's gonna be less close than two and a half points. Let's put it that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's go to the night cap, Kentucky, Kansas Jayhawks favored by five and a half. As we've said, Um, Lance Stahl, the host of locked on Kentucky said on his show on Monday that Kentucky will be without all three of those big Mm men. Um, So, what are you going to do with Hunter Dickinson in the middle? I mean, that's got to be the biggest question of this thing. The The young Kentucky backcourt has been good so far. Really curious to see how all that matches up because of Kansas' ability to defend uh, a team. Like, how will the young guards handle that? I, I think that'll be interesting for them. Uh, this is obviously the first real test for Kansas. But, Andy, I, I know we can't sit and give too much time on this. Um, but I, I just don't see a world in which this isn't a Double digit victory for the Jayhawks.
1: Justin Edwards has never seen a defender like Kevin McCollar. No. And when you, when you talk about the the youth of Kentucky, that's been a huge topic throughout the offseason. They're too young. College basketball is trending older. There's 25-year-olds, 26-year-olds in college basketball, and people love to say that as if they're on every roster. They're not, but there are a handful of 23, 24-year-olds, and Kansas has some older players like McCollar. Like this is this is the game where that – fear that kentucky fans have had for months about this team this is where the rubber hits the road they're playing a deep and experienced team in kansas how does kentucky's young guards handle dewan harris defensively how does edwards score on kevin mcculler how the heck is trey mitchell going to guard hunter dickinson how are they going to handle kj adams like there are a lot more questions about what kentucky needs to do than kansas kentucky is very talented This is a talented, talented roster of young, energetic dudes who can really play. But Kansas has a more complete roster. They have pieces that fit together better right now in mid-November. That might change in March, but it doesn't matter. This game is happening in mid-November. And to me, Kansas is just, they haven't been super tested yet. Neither team really has. But yeah, I have a hard time seeing Kansas not winning this one. I don't want to say super handily, but I don't think it's going to be in question for much of the game.
0: All right, Andy, cannot wait for these two games. It's going to be electric. Let's wrap this up quickly with our Tuesday trivia answer. Andy, you
1: remember the question. Mm -hmm.
0: Six schools who are ranked right now in both football and basketball, who are they?
1: Well, I know James Madison is one of them. Yes. I know that convincingly. That has been a big talking point, so I know that they are in that conversation. I am trying to think of some other teams, and I am struggling. All right. I've got... No, if Kentucky is Kentucky ranked in football. No, they're not
0: ranked in football anymore. That's They've 12. lost enough. But there are two SEC teams on this list.
1: Okay. Tennessee.
0: Yep. Bingo. Tennessee has to be one. Uh
1: Bama has to be the other. There one. you go.
0: There you go. Yep. Now we've got a future SEC team on this list as well.
1: Okay, Texas.
0: Bingo. Not Oklahoma. Whoa. No, no. Uh, and then we've got a future Big Ten team. No, yeah, a, USC. A future Big, I'm sorry, a future Big Twelve team on
1: By this the way, list. Yeah, US is USC not on this list. No, are They are not ranked in football anymore. I guess they lost. it's no. yeah, true. No, um, future Big Twelve team. You said, yeah. Uh, we have
0: talked about them on this show because they just beat Duke.
1: Yeah, it's Arizona. I was going to say is Arizona's ranked in football. I forgot. Yeah, and that I would not have ranked.
0: guessed that. No. And then finally, look behind me.
1: Oh yeah, your your Tar Heels.
0: The North Carolina <laughs> Tar Heels somehow have found yeah. their way back into being ranked.
1: Yeah, in football.
0: So there you go. Texas, Bama, Arizona, Tennessee, North Carolina, and the James Madison Dukes.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Excited to continue to do Trivia Tuesday going forward. But, folks, that's going to wrap us up for us today here on the Lockdown College Basketball Podcast. I want to thank all of you for making the show your first listen or your first watch of the day. And again, join us in the Discord channel. Tell us there why you disagree with our top 25 rankings. You get a first look at them before we do them every single week. Heck, maybe we'll bring trivia Tuesday to the Discord channel too. Why the heck not? Uh, check us out there. we got more fun stuff coming your way later this week. We're going to have a fun guest on the show. We're going to continue to talk about these upcoming games. And then we got some big previews later in the week as we get ready for the Maui Invitational and the other fun games going on in Feast Week. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Peace.